0: This is Ashley from Brooks Editorial, and this is Abigail from Inkwells and Images, and you're listening to the Chasing Creative podcast.
1: Here at Chasing Creative, we want to know what makes your creative lives tick, how you manage projects and time, and what plans, big or small, you have for your creative future.
0: We're talking to everyday creatives who have insights and action steps you can take today to make those creative plans happen. So welcome, let's chase some creativity. Welcome and thanks for coming to listen to our very first episode. Abigail and I are here to introduce our new podcast, Chasing Creative, which is all about how everyday people can make creativity a priority in their daily lives. We know how hard it is to make those creative dreams a reality when you've got so many other things going on in your life. So whether you're squeezing creative pursuits into evenings after working a 9 to 5 or during your kids' nap times, we want to give you the inside scoop on how regular people are chasing creative. Yes, welcome to the show. We're really excited to be embarking on something completely new
1: to us and we'll hope you we hope you will come along for the ride. Ashley and I thought it would be a really good idea to do a short intro podcast, both to allow us to play around with the technical side of things, which neither of us know anything about, um, and also to tell you a little bit about us and why we're doing this crazy thing called starting a podcast. Um, So Ashley, what are you filling your days with lately? Why are you doing this crazy podcast thing?
0: So the Crazy Podcast is sort of my newest creative venture, I guess. I'm one of those people who has a ton of really brilliant, air quotes, brilliant ideas, but (laughs) uh, not all of them actually end up uh, coming to fruition because I'm not good at follow-through. So the podcast for me is like, okay, I'm actually going to do this. I'm going to take action on this and make something happen. But um, for the most part, my days are pretty busy because I work from home, running a freelance editing and content marketing business while I also stay home and watch my toddler daughter, who's named Hadley. And um, she keeps me pretty busy, so I really only have a chance to work during her nap times or really early in the morning before she wakes up. And it just doesn't leave me a ton of time or mental energy at the end of the day to work on any other creative projects I might want to pursue
1: uh, absolutely. Um, I do not have children, but I can understand I have a day job. Um, I work at an advertising agency, and by the time I get home, like I'm tapped, I've used all my creative energy on projects for other people. So um, I guess you said you work really early in the morning. Is that to kind of use up some creative energy before the day grabs hold of you and dilutes it all?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, I do most of my writing for clients in the morning, which is definitely the best way for me to get stuff done. but, still, sometimes even by the afternoon or the evening, it's like, I have time to do my own personal writing right now, but I just don't have anything left in me to give it. Absolutely. Um, What time is
1: morning for you? Like, how early do you get up to make this happen?
0: Oh, well, I should be better. But um, (laughs) usually it's around six, sometimes 630. And some days it just doesn't happen. And I don't get up until Hadley wakes up and starts calling for me. So yeah, it's tough, but it's it was kind of always my plan to freelance so that I could work from home once I had kids. Because um, I went to college for English literature and writing, and I knew I wanted to do work with editing, and I just didn't see any reason why I couldn't edit a manuscript from my house in my pajama pants. So that's always been my goal. And when I graduated college in 2012, I just started taking on freelance clients. Almost immediately afterwards, and at first I was like, well, I'll get a full-time job, and then I'll start freelancing full-time once I have more experience, but the full-time job wasn't happening, and I was like, I'm just going to freelance now. Like, this is what I want to do. I'm just going to make it happen, so... It's definitely trickier with Hadley, but it's still working out. It's good.
1: Excellent. I know I went the opposite route. I got out of college in 2011 and immediately started looking for that day job, thinking that that was the only option I had. I didn't actually really know that you could freelance full-time for a living, Um, and I'm very sad that I didn't know that. Um, So I've been working full-time now since 2011 um, at a couple of different places. Um, Started out at a publishing company, went to... uh, Um, a fashion company actually as a social media copywriter and that absolutely flopped I lasted like four months and was like get me out of here (laughs) absolutely not one of my prouder moments but about a year ago then I landed at an advertising agency and that's where I spend most of my days so um I do some copywriting there at the agency, I'm in their PR department. And so it's a lot of press releases and social media and things on really, really tight timelines. And so by the time you get home, you like don't want to operate on any like major deadlines anymore. And so it's hard to motivate yourself to just like get up and go do something. So
0: yeah, do you find yourself kind of burned out by the time you get home where you don't have any more creative energy because you've been writing and doing all this stuff for work?
1: Absolutely. I always just come home and tell my husband that like my brain hurts. It like <laughs> doesn't want to do anything anymore. And that's probably where we got in the habit of like coming home, making a quick supper or frozen pizza or something like that, and then sitting on the couch and watching like stupid television. Um, any like any good comedy to like engage me, but not make me think too hard. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> Those are my favorites too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to get back
1: out of that groove once you've gotten into it too. So I'm actually kind of excited we started this podcast because it's like something new and shiny that I want to spend time on. Even though I'm really really tired at the end of the day, it's still fun and engaging. And I hope it kind of like jumpstart some creative energy for me.
0: Yeah, I'm totally hoping for the same thing over here. Um, So right now, even though you've got such a busy schedule with work and everything, when do you make time to blog? Like when do you still have energy to work on those other creative projects? Because you do photography and blogging and Yes, so um, a little bit of whenever
1: it happens to happen, which is not a good way to prioritize your creative life, Um, so trying to, like, get out of that rut again. Um, I've been trying this year to keep at least, like, every other Saturday kind of free of plans, and I've failed more often than not. Um, But I find that if I get, like, a really good chunk of time where I can sit down and just you know, blow through a few blogs for the next coming weeks or, you know, work on the novel that's slowly, slowly getting um, pieced together in the freest of free time that I, I feel a lot better about what I've done with my weekend. And that makes me much happier come Monday morning when I have to, like, give up all that energy and go back to work again.
0: Yeah, that's a really great way to use your weekend. And I need to get on some sort of system like that. Because right now, what I end up doing is my regular weekday work ends up overflowing a little bit into the weekends. Even though I try so hard not to let it, um, I end up doing all my client work during the weekdays. And then the actual work of running the business, like accounting and paying invoices and all that other stuff that you have to do when you run your own business ends up happening on like Saturday night which is the lamest way to spend your Saturday but that's yes cleaning out your inbox is like the (laughs) worst way to wake up on the weekend like why do we do this to
1: ourselves I know
0: and I would really love to get in that kind of a habit where it's like no this like every other Saturday like this is going to be my creative day and I'm gonna make it happen
1: Absolutely. So hopefully we can uh, spur each other on in this endeavor. I suppose. Yeah,
0: get some accountability going. <laughs> yeah. So I know
1: um, for me, then I try too to like blog and um, you know work on my photography skills behind the scenes. Like whenever I can, I'm constantly lugging my camera around with me wherever I go. Um, but I'm also like struggling too with where you spend your time, like you can spend your time creating things or you can spend your time marketing things. And Mm -hmm. it's so easy to get sucked into that wonderful hole of Twitter. I could very easily become a Twitter addict.
0: Yes, me too. (laughs) But we can't be too mean about Twitter because that is where we first met. (laughs) We did. Absolutely. Um, I actually
1: went back and dug it up specifically for this podcast. And I believe, Ashley, that we met on Twitter in June of 2014, so more than a year and a half ago now. I
0: cannot even believe you found that. Like That's so far, far away.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll probably have to do an episode where I talk about Evernote an immense amount, but Evernote is my digital brain, and I automatically like import all of my social media posts into Evernote, and it's awesome. So, yes,
0: that would be so helpful to hear about.
1: I'm kind of a fangirl when it comes to that uh, that software. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, apparently we met on Twitter and a year and a half later, we're now starting a podcast. Um, you actually reached out to me back in, I want to say October. Yeah, something Um, like that. Well, and, and to back up like six months ago or so, um, we kind of joked about like, we both love podcasts. Wouldn't it be great to start one? And we're like, ha nobody has time for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then about a month ago, you were like, no, seriously, let's do this. And I was like, OK, I think I could squeeze that in. And so here we are.
0: Yeah. So I have wanted to start a podcast for a really long time, like more than a year. So back when we were joking about it, I was like kind of half serious. But I'm like, ah. <laughs> But I don't have time and I don't know what to podcast about. Like, I don't want to start something just for the sake of starting it. And then it falls on its face because it didn't have a purpose. So um, the yeah, podcast no creative has
1: ever done that ever. Right.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the podcast actually came to mind the idea for Chasing Creative was because I was making dinner listening to one of my other go-to podcasts. And I sort of just had this realization that all the podcasts I listen to have all these really big names or famous people that they interview. And that's really great. Like you're hearing from people who have these like New York Times bestsellers or their products are in big fancy magazines or TV or they're running like six figure businesses. And they have really great insights to share, but they don't have action steps that somebody like me, like a regular person with a toddler can take like (laughs) right now. It's like I don't have the free time or the money or the resources to do the things these people are doing. So I really wanted to create a resource for like normal people (laughs) who are just trying to be creative.
1: I echo that. I know whenever I read an article that's like, just hire a personal assistant. I was like, I don't pay myself a salary right
0: now. Like that's not going to happen for a very long time at this point. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Or like even trying to figure out childcare, it's like, yeah, but one of the reasons I'm staying home is so I don't have to pay childcare. So yeah, it's It's a really difficult balance to strike between like, okay, we're making money and we're surviving. And also we want to be creative. And yeah, it's a really hard road to travel, I think.
1: I agree, and I have a feeling that other creatives out there are also struggling with this exact same issue, and we really want to talk to them and kind of see how they handle it, what solutions they have, but we definitely want to talk to quote-unquote normal people, just like us, who don't have six-figure businesses, who may not even have five-figure businesses at this point. I know I don't have a five-figure business, Um, and just... We really want to talk to them about how they fight off that creative burnout, just all of those issues that we creatives deal with, but don't necessarily, like nobody in school told us how to do these things, how to manage these hurdles and how to just, you know, get up every day and continue to be creative.
0: Exactly. And I think sometimes even school contributes to some of that burnout. We feel like, I know I graduated as an English major and you were an English major too, right? I did. I double majored in English
1: and history, so I have two totally awesome humanities yeah. degrees.
0: Hey, those are good good <laughs> majors. I approve. But like you graduate with an English degree and the last thing that you want to do is read another book or write another essay or another paper or something. You know, you just I took like two years where I hardly read anything and hardly wrote anything. So, I think that is when my television habit began. Yes. The power of Netflix. <laughs> It's it's
1: pretty bad. So,
0: yeah. Well, now that we've kind of
1: talked a little bit about why we're doing this podcast, what in our life is kind of spurring us into this, um, we wanted to set some expectations, too, for our community to see how often we'll publish new episodes. The plan right now is to kind of go at it, release an episode each Monday for the first season, and because we love television, we're also going to work like a television show, and in order to fight off that creative burnout and not feel like we have to be doing this around the clock all year long, we're going to take some regular breaks where we can unwind and recharge, and we hope that you guys do that in your own creative lives too. So we'll take... Season one, In Stride, we'll take a short hiatus, and then we'll come back with more creative action steps in season two. And to kick off season one, we're going to be interviewing... Uh, Kenzie from Hello Neverland. She is a writer and photographer, which is near and dear to my own heart, uh, as well as a seriously great journal keeper. She made the jump this year from working full-time to being a stay-at-home mom, and we're really looking forward to speaking with her about how she managed her creativity before that transition while she was still working full-time and had a toddler at home, and then also how she's settling into her creativity now that her schedule looks a lot different than it used to. Um, So that's what we're doing next week. But this week, we wanted to talk about one of our favorite things, Ashley, which is books.
0: Yes. So we are both extreme book lovers, and we could not pass up the opportunity in our own podcast to have a little book club at the end of each episode where we share a little bit of what we're reading or what books have affected us in the past. So This week, we're talking about what we're reading right now, and the answer for me is Essentialism by Greg McKeown. And um, if you haven't heard of this book, it's really popular um, in the business entrepreneur crowd, but I think its message would be applicable for anybody, especially creatives. The idea of essentialism is that we're surrounded by things in our lives that we feel the pressure to say yes to, and we say yes to every obligation or ever, every opportunity that crops up. But most of those things are actually non-essentials. And the essential things are things that enable us to live our lives truest to who we are as people. So for us as creatives, that sends a really powerful message because so often I think our society tells us that creativity is a non-essential it's a hobby that you squeeze in when you have time or at the end of the day, or maybe when you're retired and don't have other <laughs> <Yes>. responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. So this, the message of essentialism just tells creatives and all of us really that um, if creativity is something that's important to you, you need to make it an essential thing in your life and make it a priority. So I've really been enjoying that one. And you've read this book too, didn't you, Abby? I did. I read
1: this book um, pretty early on in 2015. It was part of my failed book project of the year. And you can read all about that on my blog. I failed and I owned up to it publicly. It was a, a growing moment for me. Um, That is
0: the best way to fail. (laughs) I suppose
1: it is. Um, But yeah, I read Essentialism earlier this year um, after seeing it, I want to say on Emily Freeman's blog. I think she is the one who turned me on to it. And like you said, it's absolutely wonderful for just getting in that mindset that the things that are important to you need to be the things that are important to you. Those are the things that you have to to you know carve out that time for and make a priority and I I think I remember the author saying like you know he would turn off his cell phone for the first four hours of the day or something so that nobody could get a hold of him and that was protecting his writing time to even complete that book about essentialism so I thought that was a really powerful message and I'm glad you're reading it I can't wait to hear what you think when you get to the end.
0: Yeah, it's really great. I'm really enjoying it. So what are you reading right now, Abby?
1: I am in between books um, still. I've been a couple of days in between books, which is really unusual for me. I'm kind of a serial reader. I pick something up after I just finish it. Um, I think you are too, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I just finished a book with a super long title. It's called The Girl Who Circumnavigated Fairyland in a Ship of Her Own Making. And it's by the author Catherine Valente. And I loved it. It's this really dear little book. Um, kind of reminded me of the Phantom Tollbooth or Alice in Wonderland. Um, completely fictional, but it's um, really whimsical and beautiful. And it still tackles some really cool ideas. So um, it's kind of a feminist fairy tale where the little girl in this story, her name is September. She has to make some really big choices and kind of figure out her journeyland in. Her journey in fairyland, there we go, um, rather than having some, you know, fancy knight in shining armor or some wise, like, father figure come save her. um, I really can't recommend it enough. It was adorable and really sweet, and you should all read it.
0: Yeah, that sounds like it would be right up my alley, because I haven't been making time to read fiction often enough lately, so... And though it has a very long title, that's quite a mouthful. I think I'm going to move it to the top of my list. Excellent. It does have two
1: sequels as well. I have not checked those out yet, but the first one is, you know, on point.
0: I cannot even remember the last time I read a series, so that sounds absolutely perfect. It has been a while
1: for me too. I haven't, uh, the series are always such commitments. I don't, I don't know.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh,
1: it's, it's crazy. So um, next week, we're actually going to have Kenzie join in our little mini book club. I love calling it that. Um, we're going to share what books have impacted us most as creatives. And we're going to ask her to weigh in as well. We're also going to give ourselves a week to think up the answer to that question, because that's kind of a big question, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm already thinking. I'm like, how am I going to narrow down all of the possible books I can talk about? <laughs> yes, it's, it'll be a trick. And we'd also love to hear what you're reading right now, what creative lessons those books are teaching you about. So you can tweet that at us, or you can leave a comment on our podcast website at chasingcreative.com. Absolutely.
1: We want to hear book recommendations from you guys. If you're reading something that is rocking your world, let us know.
0: And I think we've made it to the end of our very first podcast. I think so too. This is so exciting. I know, we're following through on an idea. This is good for us. (laughs) So for those of you listening, you can find me, Ashley, at brookseditorial.com and on Twitter and Instagram at brookseditorial. And you can find me, Abigail, at
1: inkwellsandimages.com and on Twitter and Instagram at my full name. It's at Abigail E. Krebs, and that's
0: A-B-B-I-G-A-I-L e k-r-i-e-b-s if you think you want to come along for the chasing creative journey subscribe to the podcast in itunes and if you'd like to receive new episodes via email each week just visit chasingcreative.com to sign up for our rss feed you can also join in the conversation about creativity by using the hashtag chasing creative on twitter and instagram
1: We would love to hear your suggestions for creatives to interview for this podcast as well. Feel free to tweet them at us, email them to us at chasingcreativepodcast at gmail.com, or even leave them as a comment on the show landing page at chasingcreative.com. Until next week, go chase your creative.